Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. For over 175 years, four purposes have defined Hillsdale's mission, learning, character, faith, and freedom. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to our brothers and sisters at Hillsdale for their great sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. By the way, I am prepared to bet the Biden crime family $1 million. $1 million. That if the Republicans win the House and the Senate, they will not cut Social Security. First of all, they couldn't do it without Biden's signature. So Biden is out there using these old bromides that the Republicans are going to cut Social Security and Medicare. Ladies and gentlemen, not only have they not said that, they couldn't do it if they wanted to, and they don't. But more on that later. We have now spent three days listening to the Democrat Party conspiracy theories and big lies about how Republicans or Trump supporters, or fill-in-the-blank who they oppose, incited the attack on Paul Pelosi. Now, when you read the charges now against the psychopath who attacked Paul Pelosi, the Democrat Party conspiracy theories are demonstrated to be nothing but hopeful lies on their part. Hopeful lies. That doesn't stop virtually every single elected Democrat, Democrat candidate, and media outlet, a.k.a. Democrat corrupt media outlet, from promoting it. And not only that, writing stories about poor Nancy Pelosi, how she's been subjected to such harsh politics by the Republicans for years. Nancy Pelosi is a vicious, vile politician who is power-hungry. Nothing 
can change who Nancy Pelosi is and has been for decades. She is the worst. The worst. But Vox, Politico, Washington Post, Media, I I don't even know why they have these different companies and platforms. They all say exactly the same thing. So all weekend long, even into today, even despite what the feds have filed against this guy, who obviously is a head case, that's what he is. He's gone hard left, he's gone hard right, he's gone in between. His former girlfriend and neighbors have said he's a head case, but that's not good enough. The Washington Compost, Vox, the rest of the corrupt media that America holds in deep contempt, they kept at it. And even Schmuck Todd over there at MSLSD, Oh, excuse me, he's still at NBC, but that'll be short-lived at this point. Even if, Why are they still running ads against Nancy Pelosi, says the Democrat dressed up as a journalist? Why? Andrea Mitchell on MSNBC. I didn't even know she was still around. There she is again, popping up. Why? Obviously, this is... And then they're tying it to January 6th. They can't help it. The Republicans did this because we know the Republicans are anti-democracy. The Republicans are violent. May I ask you a question? This is a serious question. How many Republican riots can you count? Oh, January 6th. How many Republican riots have you ever seen how many cities have burned because the republicans have rioted hmm none i'm not talking to the democrats and their media platform i don't care about them they can twist and spin and do whatever they do that's what liars do that's what the american pravda does Republicans don't lead riots. They never have. Oh, that's not exactly true. I mean, they did fight the Civil War to keep the country together and to end slavery. But that's not a riot. They were responding to the Confederacy, the Democrats. So the Democrat Party... Oh, here we go. Paul Pelosi, press conference. Um, We are truly praying for a speedy recovery on this part. I want to also start by thanking the San Francisco Police Department for their immediate and swift investigation of this case. Will the Democrats be apologizing? I formally announce charges against Mr. David DePap in connection with the violent attack on Mr. Pelosi. The charges that we are filing today include attempted murder, residential burglary, assault with a deadly weapon, elder abuse, false imprisonment of an elder, as well as threats to a public official and their family. These charges are based on the following facts, many of which are contained in the federal affidavit that was filed today, as well as will be contained in the motion to detain Mr. DePap that we file 
tomorrow. Mr. DePap specifically targeted the Pelosi home to confront Speaker Pelosi. He forced his way into the home through a rear glass door by breaking that glass. The defendant made his way upstairs to the second floor of the home, locating Mr. Pelosi in his bed sleeping. He woke him up, confronting him about the whereabouts of Speaker Pelosi. Mr. Pelosi, who was sleeping, was wearing a loose-fitting pajama shirt and boxer shorts. He was forced to get out of bed, and at some point during that encounter, Mr. Pelosi attempted to access the elevator in the home, which has a phone. The defendant then blocked Mr. Pelosi's access to that elevator. It was at some point after that Mr. Pelosi asked to go to the bathroom, which is where he was able to call 911 from his cell phone. The defendant, realizing that Mr. Pelosi had called 911, took Mr. Pelosi downstairs near the front door of the residence. Two police officers arrived at the front door two minutes after that 911 call. When that door was opened, the defendant was holding his hammer, which Mr. Pelosi appeared to be attempting to control by holding a portion of that hammer. The defendant then pulled the hammer away from Mr. Pelosi and violently struck him in the top of his head. The police then immediately apprehended the defendant. What we also have learned is that the defendant brought to the location of the Pelosi residence a second hammer, as well as zip ties, rope, and a roll of tape. What is clear based on the evidence that we have thus far is that this house and the speaker herself were specifically targets of the defendant. As for next steps, the defendant is expected to be arraigned tomorrow afternoon. My office will be filing a motion to detain him without bail, and that is based on what is obvious and severe public safety risks that the defendant poses to San Francisco as well as the outer community. Violence has no place in this city, and we will work vigorously to hold the defendant accountable. One last thing that I want to say today is that as leaders and as citizens, it is incumbent upon us all to watch the words that we say and to turn down the volume of our political rhetoric. We should be able to all engage in passionate political discourse, but still remain respectful of one another. Violence certainly has no place in San Francisco or in politics. Thank you. Thank you, and now we'll open up for some questions. Yes, how many, whoa, 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 slow down. Before we get that, I would like to keep this a little bit orderly just because I want to make sure we're able to get through and not have a free-for-all. Yes, sir. Jim Crawford, Wall Street Journal, uh, um, um, thank you for this. Um, how many, uh, who opened the door uh, for the police officers? And uh, one question, my second question is, how many times he was struck one time with a hammer, not twice? So at this time, it's unclear which of the men opened the door, and uh, we are also still fleshing out how many times he was struck in the head. Okay, Gabriel Bachelor, Mercury News. 
Um, I'm wondering how a, an individual was able to access the home of someone so prominent. Was there any security in place there? How was he able to open the door of this uh, uh, home? What I can tell you is that uh, there was no security present and that he was able to break the window to a glass door to gain entry into the home. Did this defendant have any prior, sorry, have any prior contact with law enforcement, any prior arrests, any sort of record? Um, all of that will come out in court tomorrow. Uh, District Attorney Jones, guys, we're so trying to do this yes. quarterly. We'll go to Christian in the back and then you. Uh, DA Jacobs, if you could let us know how this investigation is going to work or how this case is going to work in conjunction with or in cooperation with federal authorities who also are mounting their own. Yes, and so uh, what I will say is that um, thus far, both San Francisco Police uh, Department as well as the Federal uh, Bureau of Investigations have been simultaneously investigating this case. They've been cooperating very well with each other. Um, we have been in touch with the U.S. Attorney's Office. These will be parallel prosecutions, um, and we will work to make sure that, that both move forward successfully. Uh, D.A. Jenkins, given the intense national focus on this case and its political dimensions and some of the theories that are already out there about what transpired, how important is it for your office in conjunction with other prosecutors to paint a clear picture, including the evident political motivation for this attack? Of course, it's always um, paramount that the correct facts uh, be in the public. We, of course, do not want distorted facts floating around, um, certainly not in a manner that is further traumatizing a family that's already been traumatized enough given the nature of this incident. Um, and so that's why it's of paramount importance. Can you cover some of the uh, things that police found in the interview with Mr. DePap in terms of his uh, attempt to go after the speaker and wait for the speaker and what his plans were for her? Uh, I think I've covered as much as we're going to cover today. Um, more facts will be contained in our motion to detain that we will file tomorrow in court um, that you'll have access to. Sergio, can, we, can you talk a little bit about his current state? Our understanding is that he's still being held at General Hospital. Can you talk a little bit about that and his arraignment tomorrow? So I, I'm not aware of where he is currently. Uh, he has obviously been booked on these charges. We will file our complaint. We expect for him to be in court tomorrow. Um, and that's the most I can say. Uh, you spoke about things that will be revealed in the arraignment tomorrow. Uh, when and, and if will, will we see the uh, body cam footage from the cops? Uh, when it is made available during a court proceeding. That will not, that's the way that this works. But will it become public? If it is played in a court proceeding, it will be public then. Um, some of the details in the federal charges today talked about uh, finding a journal on the scene that he had brought and saying that he wanted to use Nancy Pelosi to lure some other individuals to the home. Maybe you or can the chief speak to some of those details? What do we know about the journal or about trying to bring someone else to the home? No, we're not revealing any other uh, details at this time. As we've said, this investigation is still ongoing. Um, and so what we have offered is what we believe the relevant facts are that are the basis for the current charges. Right here. Does he have uh, legal representation yet? And if so, who's representing him? Uh, we will find out whether he has legal representation tomorrow at his arraignment. So can you definitively say now this was obviously politically motivated? Yes, it appears as though this was based on his statements um, and comments that were made in that house during his encounter with Mr. Pelosi that this was politically motivated. Any evidence to suggest you would go as far to say it was an assassination attempt? 
what I will say is that he was looking for the speaker at the time that he entered the home. Of course, the federal affidavit contains a bit more information about other things that he's motivations that he's expressed, um, but he certainly did uh, enact what we believe is an attempt to murder her husband at the time uh, that the police arrived. Blue Jacket. Hi, Lauren Thomas, KPIX5. Are there any plans to increase security around uh, the Pelosi House or any other prominent public? Well, unfortunately, I have to take a break, ladies and gentlemen. If it continues beyond, we will bring it up. If not, I will comment. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Rights, immigration, foreign policy, marriage. These subjects are a big part of political dialogue today. We talk about them often on my show. They're at the heart of so many campaigns this election. But what did our founding fathers say about these issues? We've moved so far from the founders' understanding of government that you'll be surprised by their answers. And my favorite college, Hillsdale College, has the best way to learn about the founders' deep and wise insights into human nature. Today, you can join Hillsdale professors Thomas West and David Azarad as they explore the thoughts and ideas of America's founders in Hillsdale's newest free online course, The Real American Founding, A Conversation. So don't wait, folks. The midterm elections are right around the corner, and you need to understand the founders' thoughts about the pressing issues of their and our time. Watch the trailer video of The Real American Founding, A Conversation. It's a killer. And sign up for this new, completely free online course at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. You know, folks, I listened very carefully to this press event and to the questions afterwards. And we didn't learn a thing more than has already been filed today. And I presume we'll learn more tomorrow. What continues to trouble me, she said it was politically motivated. It may have been. Who else was on his list? He has a list. She wouldn't reveal it. That'll be revealed in time. Why not reveal it now? But even more than that, I'm not into conspiracies and all the rest of it. This guy is looking for Nancy Pelosi. He assaults her husband. He says he will break his knees or something to that effect of Nancy Pelosi's in order to get uh, information from her and then to send her to Washington in a wheelchair. Does that sound like somebody who's rational to you? And then we're told it's politically motivated. What the press does with that, what the slime does with that, is they take that and then blame Republicans. So really, I think it was the duty of this district attorney to reveal something more than what she did, because she didn't reveal much more than what we already know. More when I return. Rights, immigration, foreign policy, marriage. These subjects are a big part of political dialogue today. We talk about them often on my show. They're at the heart of so many campaigns this election. But what did our founding fathers say about these issues? We've moved so far from the founders' understanding of government that you'll be surprised by their answers. And my favorite college, Hillsdale College, has the best way to learn about the founders' deep and wise insights into human nature. Today, you can join Hillsdale professors Thomas West and David Azarad 
that as they explore the thoughts and ideas of America's founders in Hillsdale's newest free online course, The Real American Founding, A Conversation. So don't wait, folks. The midterm elections are right around the corner, and you need to understand the founders' thoughts about the pressing issues of their and our time. Watch the trailer video of The Real American Founding, A Conversation. It's a killer. And sign up for this new, completely free online course at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Just in time for Halloween, the Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi nightmare continues. Call in now, 877-381-3811. So this uh, would-be murder is an illegal alien who overstayed his visa and was not deported. I suspect we're going to find that he's had run-ins with the cops on more than a few occasions. Very few in the media are talking to the neighbors. He's known to the neighbors. He's known as a nut. He's known to have embraced all kinds of political theories. And as you heard the DA say, she feels that this is political, what took place. Now clearly it's political in the sense that he wanted to harm the Pelosi's. But the media goes well beyond that. The Washington Post, attack on Nancy Pelosi's husband follows years of GOP demonizing her. Vox, the attack on Nancy Pelosi's husband is the culmination of longtime GOP hate-mongering. Hate-mongering. Nancy Pelosi has been a vicious partisan for decades. People have written about it extensively. She's a hero of the left. She's a hero of the media. And nobody's been demonized more, Washington Post and Vox and all the rest, than Donald Trump. And I doubt you'd be writing pieces about attack on fill-in-the-blank, follows years of Democrat demonizing him, or the attack on Donald Trump's fill-in-the-blank is the culmination of long-time Democrat hate-mongering. When you and the media exploit situations like this, your hypocrisy knows no bounds. Knows no bounds. You said nothing when Nancy Pelosi's daughter slammed Rand Paul after he was violently attacked by a neighbor. So Rand Paul's under attack for reminding people, and he wished Paul Pelosi and the speaker speedy recovery and all the best, but he did remind people the tweet that Twitter has since taken down. This is the politics they play. When there's a shooting, they have their agenda. They all say the same thing. They have their agenda. Nobody asked the DA today, Well, if this guy's an illegal alien, why wasn't he deported? No question. Nothing like that. Or does the... Or is the alleged would-be killer, does he have uh, mental health issues? No question. Have you spoken to the neighbors? The neighbors have spoken to some independent journalists out there who 
who put out quite a significant story about how this guy's politics has been all over the field and he's, he's kind of a nut and all that. No question. They're still going to play politics with this in the media. But the truth shall set us free. This guy should be prosecuted. The book should be thrown at him. He should do a hard time. He almost killed somebody. I feel that way when anybody is attacked, whether they're the husband or wife of a powerful person or a powerful person. How many people were murdered in Chicago this weekend? How many people were murdered in Philadelphia? How many people were assaulted in New York City? How many people were assaulted in San Francisco? Nobody seems to care. Nobody seems to care. The day after Steve Scalise was almost murdered, I mean, you know, almost murdered, had life-saving surgery, the Speaker of the House had a press conference. Cut 26, go. It didn't used to be this way. Somewhere in the 90s, Republicans decided on a, a politics of personal destruction as they went after the Clintons, and that is the provenance of it, and that's what has continued. But again, I, I, I feel as, uh, you know, having a family moment that is d- very, very serious, and, and we're talking about things that we can save uh, the discussion for another day. But um, you have a president who says, I could shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue and nobody would care. When you have people saying, beat them up and I'll pay your uh, legal fees. When you have all the assaults that are made on Hillary Clinton, uh, for them to be so sanctimonious is something that I really am almost uh, sad for myself that I have gone down this path with you because I don't think it's appropriate for us to have the fullest discussion of it, and it'll be for another day. I feel exactly like she did then, about now. Then, about now. Now, we had this death threat against Kavanaugh. Would-be assassination, guy comes from California to Washington. These justices are still being threatened. They're still having their homes, you know, the subject of campaigns, loud protests and so forth. And the House, under Nancy Pelosi, couldn't pass a bill. Couldn't pass a bill out of the gate to provide additional protection for the justices. It became a political issue, not in the Senate side, where there was bipartisan support, but on the House side, because the Dobbs decision had effectively been leaked, and Nancy Pelosi was angry with the Supreme Court, so they couldn't get it passed. I'll bet you haven't heard that at Mediaite or the Huffington Compost or any of these other outlets. Cut one, go. Thank you. You were protected when there was an attempt on Justice Kavanaugh's life. You said the justices were protected, but there was an attempt on Justice Kavanaugh's life. It's protected. The justices are protected. This issue is not about the justice, it's about 
It's about uh, staff and, and the rest. The justices are protected. You saw the Attorney General even double down on that. But this Double is about security for the justices. An armed man showed up near Justice well, yeah, Kavanaugh's house to try to. We're working together on the bill that the Senate will be able to approve of because that's what we can pass whatever we want here. We want it to be able to pass the Senate. So I don't know what you're talking about because evidently you haven't seen what the debate is. And not debate, but what the language is. There will be a bill, but nobody is in danger over the weekend because. Uh, that is amazing if this guy hadn't called himself into the local cops Kavanaugh could have been killed the justices hadn't have bodyguards one does the chief justice it's, it's amazing to me how this is all ignored the public officials need to be protected. This is no joke. It's the effort to politicize this. That's the sickening part. And then the people in the media and the Democrats who say, we've got to lower the tone. Out of the other side of their mouth, within minutes, within minutes, they're on the attack. They're on the attack. You can go anywhere. It's not just on the internet. Listen to what they say all the time. This election is about democracy. Meaning if you vote for a Republican, they're going to destroy our governing system. When in fact, Republicans defend the Constitution. But it doesn't matter. You tell people, Republicans are going to destroy your Social Security and your Medicare. You demonize somebody like Donald Trump to the extent that they've demonized that man. You're going to spread violence. I'll give you even a a better example. You demonize police the way the media and the Democrats did throughout 2020. Now we have crime through the roof. And the people who have demonized the cops take no responsibility for it. The people who said defund the cops or slash their budgets or otherwise tie their hands on immunity issues and so forth, we now have crime through the roof, people being slaughtered in our cities. It's almost like Iraq over here in the worst days, the number of people who get shot and killed in the course of a year. And that doesn't move Mediaite, and that doesn't move Vox, and that doesn't move the Washington Post, and that doesn't move the Democrat Party, including the leaders of the Democrat Party. Including the candidates running. And then, of course, you look at the show The View, you have Lee Zeldin, a sitting member of the House of Representatives, running for governor. A guy approaches him with, well, with an object that could cut his throat. And he stopped, and Zeldin grabs his arm, and they laugh about it. They downplay it. I can only speak for myself. You haven't heard me laughing about any of this, or downplaying any of this. What you've heard me do, or what you've read on my, my social media, is to push back against the political whores in this country, the media whores in this country, who take these tragedies 
and exploit them for political purposes. I was subjected to that myself once. When Congresswoman Giffords was shot and a federal judge was murdered by that nut job in Arizona. Sarah Palin was targeted. But I was targeted too. That somehow something I said, which had absolutely nothing to do with anything, is creating the, the environment in this country. This nut didn't know who I was, and so forth. Every time something like this happens, it's horrific. And every time something like this happens, the media pounce on Republicans, on Trump supporters. People that support the Second Amendment. It's the same media, the same Democrats. They do the same thing over and over again. You don't even have time to give thought to what's taken place, to gather the facts. You haven't heard me get involved in any of these conspiracy theories. Not one. But then again, I'm not getting involved in the media conspiracy theories either, which is it's the fault of the Republicans. It's the fault of MAGA. It's the fault of this and that. Which brings me up to my point, America. We have an election in eight days. An election. Don't let anything distract you from the need to win that election. Anything. Anything. You can walk and chew gum at the same time. We are waiting for all the facts to come out with the Paul Pelosi matter. But we must win this election. We cannot surrender. We cannot surrender this country to the people who've destroyed the economy, have destroyed the border, have destroyed our police forces and law and order. We cannot surrender the country to this. And by the time we vote, more people are going to be murdered and maimed and raped. Citizens whose names we'll never know. Whose death you'll never hear about. Who simply won't receive this kind of attention. And there'll be many of them. From my perspective... If you want to bring civility and sanity back to the public square, you want to bring civility and sanity back to politics, then you need to elect conservatives. So make sure you get out and vote, and you vote early. There's many, many very close elections. Many. Republicans had nothing to do with what took place in San Francisco, period. The candidates running all across the country had nothing to do with what took place in San Francisco, period. No talk show host that I'm aware of, and I'm not aware of all of them, but the ones I'm aware of had anything to do with what took place in San Francisco, period. No host on Fox had anything to do with what took place in San Francisco, period. Despite the best efforts of the Pravda corrupt media to create its narrative, its scenario, 
and to push it like the big lie on the body politic. Stay focused. I'll be right back. Mark in. Rights, immigration, foreign policy, marriage. These subjects are a big part of political dialogue today. We talk about them often on my show. They're at the heart of so many campaigns this election. But what did our founding fathers say about these issues? We've moved so far from the founders' understanding of government that you'll be surprised by their answers. And my favorite college, Hillsdale College, has the best way to learn about the founders' deep and wise insights into human nature. Today, you can join Hillsdale professors Thomas West and David Azarad as they explore the thoughts and ideas of America's founders in Hillsdale's newest free online course, The Real American Founding, A Conversation. So don't wait, folks. The midterm elections are right around the corner, and you need to understand the founders' thoughts about the pressing issues of their and our time. Watch the trailer video of The Real American Founding, A Conversation. It's a killer. And sign up for this new, completely free online course at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Conspiracy in modern times was the Russia collusion conspiracy. Folks, we have added in the last five or six days 100,000 followers on my Twitter site. Since Elon Musk fired the management over their Twitter. Which means we've been shadow banned and other things have been done to us that we weren't even aware of. Over 100,000 followers have been, have been added. We're well over 3 million now, and we're heading towards 4 million. Remember I said on the air, Mr. Producer, we said, why am I stuck at 2.9 million? That's not possible. That's why we know. Now, remember, I had resigned from Twitter, so we kind of had to start over again. But here we are, building quickly. All right, um... So we need to strengthen law and order. We need to get behind the cops. We need to deport illegal aliens so such horrendous things don't happen as much as they do. The chief of police did say our police respond to this sort of thing or something to that effect all the time in San Francisco. Unfortunately, it happens all the time in cities across America. It's horrendous. It's absolutely horrendous. I mean, other than a detail here and there about the elevator and we still don't know who opened the front door and so forth, that'll all come out. But in terms of this would-be killer, I mean, you would think if this would-be killer had a direct line to the Republican Party that we'd know about it. Because for all intents and purposes, Mediaite, Vox, The Washington Post... Politico and the rest of the gaggle are essentially saying that. Just ignore them. Plow ahead. I'll be right back. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. 
Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. All right, I want to update some information on this guy, DePape, who attacked Paul Pelosi. He's a nudist. His former girlfriend's a nudist. He's a drug addict, or was. Neighbors said his politics were left of center. Apparently, at one point, he was an Obama supporter, quote-unquote progressive. Um, this is why you've got to gather the facts. This is why, when you look at these so-called media organizations, it's so disgusting. They're so disgusting. They're fed by Media Matters. Then Mediaite wants to outdo Media Matters. Then there's the stories on Nancy's always been the target of Republicans. Nothing about what Nancy's done to deserve the pushback. So it's all put into this politicized situation. And so the facts will come out. I just wish more facts would have come out at this press hearing today by this district attorney. But they weren't. You know, our buddy John Locke has a piece out now. And he points out how many pro-life churches and pro-life organizations have been violently attacked. Versus those that are pro-choice. It's not even close. Well, why isn't that reported? On Mediate. With the various prebubescent type writers they have over there. Media Matters, we know. Media Matters is a paid-for propaganda mill. But Dan Abrams puts his name on this media. Dan Abrams is the guy with, what is that court something or other, Mr. Producer, that show? Not court TV, where people are, you know, violent in court. Sort of a Jerry Springer type show that Dan Abrams uh, puts his name on. What is that? It's all right. People know what I'm talking about. And then, and then he, he, he founds this, this pathetic site. So at some point, the media will be interested in learning about how this guy got in exactly... You're going to want, I assume, the body cameras that are on the cops. We always said a long time ago, that's a great idea, but they're very slow in giving us these body cameras uh, when the cops are actually heroes. So we don't have the body cameras yet. Nobody asked today, it was shocking, do they have an alarm system? I assume they do. I don't know if it was on or not. Just things I'd be interested in. Basic stuff. Basic stuff. But what I think we're going to find out as more information is coming out even this evening, mostly from independent reporters in the New York Post, I think what we're going to find out is there's no straight line here to this guy to any political ideology one way or the other. He's a nut. He's a nut. And for the DA today to say it's not clear who opened the door, 
What are you talking about? You're the DA. You should have the answer to that. In fact, you should have the answer to virtually everything if you're bringing charges tomorrow. They're working with the Fed. She said it's a... uh, They're working simultaneously. What does that mean, Mr. Badu? Does that mean they're working together? You can be on a separate track and work simultaneously. I mean, I don't know. I don't even know how important that or these questions are. I am just saying that all weekend long, the propagandists were at it. All weekend long. Just sickening. Absolutely sickening. This is a very, very important election. I don't want you to forget it. Early voting is crucial. We must take advantage of early voting. We're going to have two very interesting candidates on here in hour three. As I look at the House of Representatives. Sean Patrick Maloney is the Democrat in charge of electing Democrats to the House. And he is in New York's 17th Congressional District. Well, he's having a hell of a fight on his hands by the name of a gentleman, Mike Lawler, in New York. And we're going to have Mike Lawler on the program. Because if Mike Lawler wins on Tuesday, Mr. Producer in America, that means it is a massive victory. Then we looked at the state of Michigan, 7th Congressional District. Elisa Slotkin is a leftist. She pretends to be a moderate. She's one of these phony Democrats. She was endorsed by Liz Cheney the other day. That drew my attention. So we're going to have her Republican opponent on, who is an actual conservative, State Senator Tom Barrett, who's running for Congress against phony moderate Democrat Elisa Slotnick. So we'll have him on after Mr. Lawler two very, very important cases, uh, uh, races, I should say. So we definitely want to do that. Terry McAuliffe thinks this is an important election. He was on CNN yesterday. Here's what he said. Cut 10, go. We got to turn our folks out in a presidential year. Our democracy, the fate of our country, and if the Republicans get the Senate this time, the 2024 Senate map for Democrats is really tough. We could be out of this for four, six years. I'm talking judges, everything that affects your lives. So, folks, wake up, get out there. I need you voting in presidential level turnout. Don't stay home. It's too important. Now, the problem for him is he's on CNN yesterday that it has no ratings. If he'd been on my show, as an example, on Life, Liberty, and Levin, you know, it's a different story. But he wouldn't have had that kind of a softball back and forth. Here's the thing, folks. That applies to us. This is a monumentally important election. Monumentally important election. They know it, and we know it. And, of course, the media know it. So the media will do anything, lie, create conspiracy theories, anything it has to. To try and dispirit you. Do not be dispirited. If you have early voting and you haven't voted, please do. I'm going to wait for election day. Don't wait. But if election day rolls around and that's the day to vote, then vote on election day. Sean Patrick Maloney, who I just mentioned, Democrat, New York, 17th Congressional District, is in charge of winning the 
House maintaining it for the Democrats. But he's fighting for his own political life. Here he is. He's on a CBS to face the nation. Of course, they have him on CBS to face the nation because they're trying to prop him up. Cut 11, go. How concerned are you about the risk of political violence? And can you say uh, unequivocally that you and your fellow Democrats will accept the outcome of your elections? Okay, what kind of a question is this? Let me ask you something, Ms. Brennan. Do you, does your network, do the media take any responsibility for violence? Mediaite, Dan Abrams, Media Matters, the Constipated News Network, MSLSD, for the radicals that you folks bring on your platforms, for the things they say about race. Race. How about Joe Biden? Is anybody ever going to talk to him about his language and his propaganda? You know, it's one thing for people to debate fascism. He's the president of the United States, and he talks about his opponents being fascists and ultra-maga, which he is implying that they are that they are autocrats, and to speak the way he speaks, which is outrageous, because he's always been a political street punk. That's what he is, a political street punk. Or how about Merrick Garland and targeting parents and targeting pro-lifers? How about the FBI and their Stasi tactics with their SWAT teams? all defended by the media. And 2020, of course, the rioters, many of whom were responsible for mayhem and death and arson. Oh, it's just, uh, you know, because of the uh, systemically racist police. They take no responsibility in the media for any of it. And yet I would argue they're primarily responsible for most of it. Most of it. And so she throws this question to Maloney. Go ahead. Of course we'll accept the outcome of the elections. Uh, Always have, always will. But you always have not, and that's not true. You're a liar. And I know because I've, I've spent a lot of time on this, on this program, to demonstrate 2000, 2004, 2016. Even the... uh, They run up to 2020 with the mailboxes. Oh, they're moving the mailboxes. So much so that the backbenches of all basically use the material we pulled together. And that includes on TV. So that's a lie. Hillary Clinton, multiple times. Al Gore. Jimmy Carter. They've all denied it. Terry McAuliffe. Stacey Abrams. Jamie Raskin. Others. Benny Hill Thompson, head of the January 6th committee, Pelosi herself. Go ahead. And we're very concerned about the integrity of our elections, um, especially when people are trying to intimidate people with weapons, uh, when they're engaged in these tactics. Is somebody trying to intimidate people with weapons? And if they are, is that a one-off or a pattern or something? I haven't seen this. Have you, Mr. Producer? And that's the problem. Would talk like this. Go ahead. I do undermine confidence. No, we're we're going to accept the results of the election. Uh, that's that's the American way. Oh, great! 
And uh, is that why Hillary Clinton said 2024 is going to be stolen even before the election in 2020? And of course, Margaret Brennan doesn't follow up with any real piercing question about this. All the evidence that she has that's public, that's public that she could just go on the Internet herself if she does those sort of things and pull it up, that the Democrats have not always including as recently as uh, the other day. The other day. Now, Kathy Hochul on MSNBC yesterday, look. Crime in New York, not just New York City, the state of New York, is completely out of control. It's too bad the media don't pay as much attention to that. But they root for Hochul. She's in the Republican crosshairs, don't you know? They're constantly attacking her. Yeah, got it. Got it. Now, Kathy Hochul. Crime. Reverend Al. Cut 12, go. Reverend Al, these are master manipulators. They have this conspiracy going all across America to try and convince people that in democratic states they're not as safe. Well, guess what? They're also not only election deniers, they're data deniers. The data shows that shootings and murders are down in our state by 15%, even in New York City, down 20% on Long Island, where Lee Zeldin comes from. And it's the, it's the, it's the Republican states where they have almost no restrictions on guns. Now you see what a lie this is. So everybody moving their families, lifting up, moving their businesses to Republican states because the Republican states are more dangerous. Do I have that about right? Because the Republican states are more dangerous. No. They play little games here. The New York metropolitan areas, like the metropolitan areas in most states, are the most dangerous. That's what the crime statistics prove. That's what they prove. And so, you might have a red state where the, you know, where you have a couple of large cities, that sort of thing going on. But I would ask the people in New York who are listening to this program, with a number one show in this time slot, that's for sure, I would ask you this. You feel safer when she talks like this? I mean, the manipulation of statistics and so forth. You're living in New York. Do you feel safer in New York now than you did 10 years ago? Do you feel safer in New York than you did three years ago? Do you think it's safer in Florida and Tennessee and Texas than it is in New York, New Jersey, California? The answer is yes. It's safer in these red states. And so they're always manipulating data. They're always lying about this stuff. So what is she going to do about violence in New York? She just told you. She's going to throw statistics at you. It's like the mayor of New York, Mr. X-Cop. We're only talking about six incidents a day. What's the big deal? It's a big deal. Only six incidents a day. Unbelievable. Now, Mr. Producer, do we have Joe Biden commenting on this attack on Paul Pelosi? 
think I sent it to you. Can you go look for it? I'll be right back. Mark Levin. With the upcoming midterms, keep something in mind. You don't just vote at the ballot box. You vote with your every dollar you spend and the companies you spend them with. Verizon Wireless customers, you're supporting a company that dropped One American News. AT&T customers, your company owns far-left CNN. And T-Mobile, your CEO reportedly advised Democrats on how to beat Trump. Don't give your money to woke wireless companies. Instead, choose Pure Talk, a company that believes in family values. And they also believe in giving you great service at a low cost, like unlimited talk, text, and plenty of data for just 30 bucks a month. Average family saves almost $1,000 a year. I'm a Pure Talk customer, folks. Here's what I like. Same network, same coverage, same phone, lower bill, and 30 days risk-free. Switching can take just 10 minutes. It's a no-brainer. Show corporate America you're done funding their leftist policies. Go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast. That's L-E-V-I-N Podcast to save 50% off your first month. Again, puretalk.com, promo code Levin Podcast, L-E-V-I-N Podcast, and make the switch to my company, Pure Talk. as stable as other people. So the, the talk has to stop. That's the problem. That's the problem. We can't just say, feel badly about the violence, and we condemn it. Condemn what produces the violence, and this talk produces the violence. Well then, you produce the violence. And so does your party. So do the media. The vile, disgusting things you people say all the time. Election deniers. You've been denying elections for over 20 years, you Democrats and the media. Here's what I know. The media treats some people one way and some people another way. I can guarantee you, if I were hit over the head with a hammer, they would be issuing jokes, saying he deserves it. You wouldn't get articles saying, oh, you know, over there at Media Media Matters, and they've been attacking this guy all the time, so the door's wide open to try and, you know, for any nuts out there to kill him or destroy him. Or putting myself aside. Can anybody imagine this coverage if it were, God forbid, Ted Cruz's wife? Or Casey DeSantis? Can you? What did they say when Rush Limbaugh died of cancer? What did they say? So I just want to be perfectly clear about it. What if it's Kevin McCarthy's spouse? Think you get this kind of treatment? I'm very level-headed about this stuff. I think people who are violent should be punished regardless of the circumstances, period. Certainly regardless of the politics. But I have to stand up to those, as do you, who politically exploit these things and try to benefit their party, their ideology, their election chances. With the upcoming midterms, keep something in mind. You don't just vote at the ballot box. You vote with your every dollar you spend and the companies you spend them with. Verizon Wireless customers, you're supporting a company that dropped One American News. AT&T customers, your company owns far-left CNN. 
And T-Mobile, your CEO reportedly advised Democrats on how to beat Trump. Don't give your money to woke wireless companies. Instead, choose Pure Talk, a company that believes in family values. And they also believe in giving you great service at a low cost, like unlimited talk, text, and plenty of data for just 30 bucks a month. Average family saves almost $1,000 a year. I'm a Pure Talk customer, folks. Here's what I like. Same network, same coverage, same phone, lower bill, and 30 days risk-free. Switching can take just 10 minutes. It's a no-brainer. Show corporate America you're done funding their leftist policies. Go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast. That's L-E-V-I-N Podcast to save 50% off your first month. Again, puretalk.com, promo code Levin Podcast, L-E-V-I-N Podcast, and make the switch to my company, Pure Talk. This is the nation's town hall meeting, and you can join in at 877-381-3811. There's a lot of ugly going on out there, ladies and gentlemen, a lot of violence going on out there. Believe it or not, having nothing to do with the Republican Party. In Florida, my new home state of Florida. This is from uh, ABC7 from uh, this afternoon. Anti-Semitic messages seen in multiple places in Florida this weekend. By the way, yes, one of the politicians in San Francisco hold criminals accountable. It's a sanctuary city, so you have this illegal alien who attacks Pelosi's husband. It's a drug-ridden city with massive amounts of homelessness. We saw it, my wife and I, last year. And you have drug paraphernalia all over the place. Utter lawlessness. So rather than blaming January 6th and Republicans or this guy said that, why don't you deal with the reality on the ground in San Francisco, which is anarchy, lawlessness. People are said to kill because of their guns rather than the people who use the guns. How come there's no examination or circumspection about that? Hmm? We're going to find this guy has a long record. He's been known to the police. I don't know this. I'm just guessing. We know he wasn't deported and he should have been deported. We know that San Francisco authorities do not work with ICE to deport people who overstay their visas or are here illegally. So we're going to examine this very closely when we get the information. But right now, I move on. Jacksonville, Florida. Officials in Jacksonville, Florida, they condemn multiple anti-Semitic messages that appeared in public spaces this weekend, including a football stadium, highway overpass, and downtown building. An anti-Semitic message referencing rapper Kanye West was seen scrolling on the outside of TIAA Bankfield in Jacksonville during the Georgia-Florida college football game on Saturday. According to a video shot by a relative of Vic Maluki, a reporter for CNN affiliate WJXT. You heard this anywhere? No, of course you haven't. 
In the video, but it's a big deal in Florida, in the video, the words, Kanye is right about the Jews, are visible scrolling across the exterior of the stadium structure, referencing recent anti-Semitic comments from rapper Ye, formerly known as Kanye West. Now, I've condemned this bastard, Kanye West, and anybody who makes excuses for him. There's probably a handful of us that have the guts to do it. And shame on those who facilitate this bastard. CNN has reached out to the Jacksonville Sheriff's Office and TIAA Bankfield for comment. It's unclear how the message was projected onto the stadium wall. Other videos circulating on social media, the same message was also visible on at least one building in Jacksonville on Saturday night. And on Friday, banners were also visible from a highway overpass on Interstate 10 in Jacksonville, according to a tweet from a local reporter. They were also referenced in a statement by Florida Agricultural Commissioner Nikki Freed. The banners read, Ed Jewish Supremacy in America, and honk if you know it's the Jews. The message has come amid a recent rise in anti-Semitic incidents in the United States. In the past few years, with 941 incidents in 2015, jumping to 2,717. They also come almost exactly four years after a gunman stormed into a synagogue in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and killed 11 people in the deadliest attack on Jewish people on U.S. soil. They blame that on Trump, even though the guy was a Trump hater. That's why you got to get all the facts, folks. We'll get all the facts with Paul Pelosi. Even if it means pulling them out like pulling teeth. The language in the scrolling messages in Jacksonville mirrors banners hung from a freeway overpass in L.A. last weekend by a group appearing to make Nazi salutes. And it goes on. Florida officials criticize anti-Semitism. This uh, left-winger, free Democrat, she did. The Jewish Federation and Foundation in Northeast Florida did. The Jacksonville Sheriff's Office did. The St. John Sheriff's Office did. So we're going to continue to work, try and keep the community safe. U.S. Representative John Rutherford, whose district includes Jacksonville, he condemned it. The Jacksonville Mayor Lenny Kerry, he condemned it. University of Georgia, University of Florida jointly issued a statement condemning it. And many others. In southern Florida, the Broward County Sheriff's Office is investigating a report of more anti-Semitic messages found in Weston. Broward County Sheriff's Office is looking into it. So this stuff is spreading in my new home state of Florida. And I think one of the reasons it's spreading in Florida is because of the huge and growing population of, uh, of Orthodox Jews in particular in Florida. But it's uh, getting out of control and out of hand. This is U.S. News, actually Associated Press. Patriots Craft, the owner of the Patriots Craft. What does he say? New England Patriots owner Robert Kraft and other members of the sports world are condemning 
recent incidents of hate speech toward Jewish people, not just the anti-Semitic comments by the music mogul formerly known as Kane West, Kanye West, but also outside of a college football game in Florida. A day after the NBA and Brooklyn Nets issued disapproving statements in response to Kyrie Irving's apparent support for an anti-Semitic film, other team executives and athletes are speaking out against it. At some point during a football game between Florida and Georgia on Saturday night, the phrase Kanye's right about the Jews, we talked about that. A nonprofit founded by Kraft, the owner of the Patriots, took the extra step of planning to air an ad during the Patriot New York Jets game that condemned the anti Semitism. You know, what's interesting is uh, I look at these things like Media Matters and Mediaite when these links are sent to me. And people, you don't need to send the links to me. I really prefer not to look at it. And you see nothing about this stuff. Nothing. Dan Abrams is Jewish. Mediaite doesn't take a lead, doesn't send anybody down there, doesn't look at this stuff. No, no, no. They just sit on their fat butts and take shots at conservatives. That's all they do. That's all they do. But I thought you'd want to know about this, America, because if I don't talk about it, nobody does. Now, what about that, Democrat Party? Democrat Party in Washington, D.C., not only defends, not only celebrates, but promotes anti-Semites. Talib, Omar, what's the other idiot's name? Can you remember AOC and down the list. Yep. Presley, Baker, candlestick maker. They have a whole they, they ought to have a whole uh, group there. You know, they have the this caucus, the that caucus, that ought to be, you know, the Jew hating caucus. Because the Democrat Party, they have enough members now to do that. To have the Jew hating caucus. But that doesn't get any attention. Except when I mention it. None. This game in Florida was a big deal game. It was broadcast throughout Florida. It was that, that anti-Semitic activity was seen throughout the state of Florida. It's a big deal, in my opinion. So the New York England Patriots owner, Robert Kraft, comes forward. Good for him. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. With the upcoming midterms, keep something in mind. You don't just vote at the ballot box. You vote with your every dollar you spend and the companies you spend them with. Verizon Wireless customers, you're supporting a company that dropped One American News. AT&T customers, your company owns far-left CNN. And T-Mobile, your CEO reportedly advised Democrats on how to beat Trump. Don't give your money to woke wireless companies. Instead, choose Pure Talk, a company that believes in family values. And they also believe in giving you great service at a low cost, like unlimited talk, text, and plenty of data for just 30 bucks a month. Average family saves almost $1,000 a year. I'm a Pure Talk customer, folks. Here's what I like. Same network. 
network, same coverage, same phone, lower bill, and 30 days risk-free. Switching can take just 10 minutes. It's a no-brainer. Show corporate America you're done funding their leftist policies. Go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast. That's L-E-V-I-N Podcast to save 50% off your first month. Again, puretalk.com, promo code Levin Podcast, L-E-V-I-N Podcast, and make the switch to my company, Pure Talk. Joe Biden today uh, told you he's going to fix the oil situation. Just last week he said gas prices were going down. Well, they're going up again. And they've never gone down in any significant way. Um, he wants a windfall profits tax on oil companies. Ladies and gentlemen, the oil companies are trying to get out of the oil business now. Because of Joe Biden and the Democrats. The refineries are running at over 95%. There hasn't been a new one since 1971 because of the Environmental Protection Agency. The oil companies are being told we're going to put fossil fuels out of business. Those who produce and develop them. They're not expanding anymore. And then he went some windfall profit tax. Last week I spent a good amount of time telling you about oil company profits using a chart that went over the last 10 years. You notice Joe Biden doesn't use a chart over the last 10 years. He says, can you believe Exxon made $50 billion or whatever it is? Folks, if they made $50 billion, what were their expenses? They didn't net $50 billion. That's like you going home with a paycheck in which... There's no taxes taken out, no payroll taxes of any kind, no income taxes, no state taxes, no workers' comp, no unemployment, nothing. You say, look at this, look what I made, but you didn't make it. You earned it, but you don't get to keep it. He also talked about 55 companies out there that haven't paid any income tax. Well, Twitter fact-checked that. They said, actually, it's 14, and that's not what you really look at. You've got to determine if they made a profit. If you don't make a profit, a net profit, you're not paying income taxes. So Joe Biden is a serial liar about himself, about his history, about America, about our economy. So what does all this mean to you, voting now? They're not going to fix what they've done. They won't even acknowledge it. I'm telling you, oil, gasoline, electricity prices are going higher. They can go up higher by 50 to 100%. You better pay attention to this election. Biden can point the finger of blame. He can try that Marxist claptrap. It's not going to fly, ladies and gentlemen, in terms of the improvement of your lives. Inflation. They won't even admit that they caused inflation. Which means that if they can, they're going to spend much more money. Which means you're going to earn lots less money, and you're not going to be able to afford things like a turkey or presents on, on Christmas or college tuition or whatever it is. So they're not going to fix inflation. Nobody's taking Social Security from anybody. Nobody's taking Medicare. Those are the old bromides that they always bring out, the third rail. And I can't think of anybody who's ever done that. And where does that come from? It's a lie. They're not going to fix anything. They can fix it right now. The border is wide open. Ladies and gentlemen, it is wide open. 
They're not enforcing visa overstays. The guy that tried to kill Paul Pelosi, he's a visa overstay. Who's in charge of immigration? Who's in charge of deportations? Well, the guy who assaulted Paul Pelosi should have been deported, but he wasn't. And you know what? Crimes like this and heinous crimes are happening all over the country because they're not deporting illegal aliens. And so people are going to get hurt. Famous people, not so famous people. People of every background and color. The society suffers. When you undermine the courts with the constant attack on the Supreme Court, when you undermine the cops with the constant attack on the cops, when you don't enforce the immigration laws, well, guess what? You got problems, big problems. Violence. 98% of the country isn't thinking about January 6th. They're thinking about what's taking place in their communities as a result of what the political phony leadership has done. Every month when the radio ratings come in, I don't comment on it. But I'll give you an example. WABC in New York. My three hours, we are crushing WOR in New York. Crushing them. 12 plus... 2554, 3564. If I don't tell you, nobody else will. And that's because of the folks in New York, all over the country. I can't thank you enough. We have the 34th largest podcast in America. And our podcast is the radio show. For those of you who can't listen when we play it on the radio. So I want to thank you all. We'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to ask you a question. Did you know withdrawing your cash from the bank can be very risky? That's right. Banks are now required to spy on us for the government. And they report any behavior they think is suspicious. It's true. And I was shocked when I read this secret war on cash from Swiss America. The new war against cash is really a war against the Constitution. Against all freedom-loving Americans. So, you need to read the war on cash. Get your free copy by calling 800-630-1492, 800-630-1492, or visit SwissAmerica.com. Now, this war on cash is growing daily and also includes all forms of digital money. Please get and read The Secret War on Cash free to my listeners by calling now, 800-630-1492, 800-630-1492. Or visit SwissAmerica.com. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, It's a pleasure to have Mike Lawler on the program. He's running against Representative Sean Patrick Maloney, who's having a hell of a tough time in his own district as well as districts throughout the country. Mr. Lawler, how are you, sir? I'm doing well, Mark. It's great to be on with you. Tell us about you and your district. Uh, so, uh 
I'm currently in the State Assembly. Uh, I am running in New York 17 against Sean Patrick Maloney. Uh, the 17th district includes all of Rockland, Northern Westchester, all of Putnam, and Dutchess counties. It's the immediate suburbs of New York City. Uh, Joe Biden won the district by 10 points in 2020. Uh, but this is a district where 50% of households have a police officer, a firefighter, a first responder, or a veteran living in it. It is very much a blue-collar, working-class district. And voters are focused on two issues, inflation and crime. And on both issues, Sean Patrick Maloney owns the mess that we're in. He has voted 100% of the time lockstep with Nancy Pelosi and Joe Biden, uh, driving inflation to a 41-year record high. And he said that cashless bail was his top priority when he ran for attorney general in 2018. And since cashless bail took effect, crime is up 36% in New York City, and 40% of those released on non-monetary bail for felony offenses have been rearrested. So if folks want to support us in our effort to take out the chair of the DCCC and end Nancy Pelosi's reign as speaker, they can go to FireMaloney.com. That's FireMaloney.com to help us uh, really make history. I mean, the chair of the DCCC has not been defeated in over 40 years. And this, uh, we will certainly be the face of the red wave on November 8th uh, in doing that. And I think voters, you know, Mark, in, in New York, this is the first time in our nation's history that Democrats control everything in Washington, Albany, and New York City all at once. And they've created a mess. And I think voters all across New York are poised to not only uh, elect me in the 17th district, but elect Lee Zeldin as our next governor. Well, let me ask you this. We're talking to Mike Lawler, who's running against Sean Patrick Maloney, the head of the, the House Democrat campaign effort. If he's spending all this time trying to elect other Democrats, how is he spending enough time in his district? You know, it doesn't just happen on Election Day. They have to spend years working on that. Well, that's been his problem. You know, he's been gallivanting across the globe. He went to Paris, Geneva, and London only a few weeks ago to raise money for Nancy Pelosi and the DCCC. And he has really not spent too much time in this district. And on top of that, with redistricting having taken effect, 75% of this district is new to him. So most voters don't know him. And I'm coming out of Rockland County, which is 42% of the district. I'm born and raised there. I've lived there my whole life. My family's been there over 100 years. Nobody knows him over here. And so, you know, this is not your normal situation where an incumbent has a, a big advantage. Um, and I think as he finally woke up to the fact that he has a real race just uh, two weeks ago, uh, he has now been siphoning off millions of dollars from other Democratic uh, congressional electeds and candidates uh, across the country to try and save himself. But it's, it's frankly too little too late. Well, speaking of that, how is the race going? And, and how do you know how it's going? Well, our, our latest polling has me up six. Uh, we have consistently been ahead. We were up two in July, four in September, and six uh, just a few weeks ago. And, um, you know, we've seen, obviously, a, a major influx of support uh, from CLF and the NRCC, over $9 million uh, in outside money. Um, and the Democrats are scrambling. I mean, he's brought in Bill Clinton, Hillary Clinton, Jill Biden. Joe Biden's made a phone call into the district. Uh, and they're scrambling to try and save him. 
but it's not going to work. You know, by the way, Mark, this is a district where both Bill and Hillary live and George Soros. Uh, so it'll be something on November 9th when they wake up and have a Republican Congress. Are you telling me those three don't live in the city that they get so much support from? They live out in the suburban area? They do. They live in Westchester County. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding you. Uh, inflation, <laughs> the price of gasoline. How do you approach these things? That's number one. And number two, law and order. You know, the cops, especially in New York, have been undermined by the Democrat Party. What's, what's your response to that? No question. And, the, and these really are the top issues. I mean, inflation, obviously, we have record spending, uh, $4 trillion in, in new money uh, being printed, new spending. It's totally out of control. We have to cut government spending across the board. You look at energy, we need to increase domestic production of energy immediately. Uh, we have a supply problem right now, and that's what's helped contribute to the, the uh, skyrocketing energy prices. You know, right now you have seniors living on fixed incomes having to choose between whether or not they turn on their heat at night uh, because they can't afford it. And this is a major crisis that needs to be addressed. We need to increase domestic production of energy, including natural gas. Um, we should not be relying on foreign governments for our energy. Uh, we should make sure that America is energy independent again. With respect to uh, crime, the bottom line is this. Cashless bail is the single stupidest piece of legislation that has ever been enacted anywhere. It has created a, a crisis in New York, uh, and we need to repeal it. Judges need discretion. New York is the only state where there is not a dangerousness standard, uh, and we need to enact one. You know, New Jersey did cashless bail a few years uh, prior to New York, uh, and it's working relatively fine because they judges have discretion, and they have a dangerousness standard. So we need to deal with that. We need to support law enforcement. We need to bring back the anti-crime unit to get uh, criminals uh, and illegal guns off the streets. And we need to ensure that, at the end of the day, law enforcement and the rule of law is supported and criminals are put where they belong, which is in jail. And unfortunately, in New York, we've had one woke progressive uh, politician after the next trying to upend our criminal justice system, making it less safe for families all across our state and city. Let me just say this. This program is listened to by a lot of police officers, a lot of veterans, a lot of people in your district. I support you 100%. We need to defeat that other party because this will continue. In fact, it will get worse. There are no plans of backing the cops. They have no plans of bringing down inflation. They have no plans of increasing the production of fuel. So people on fixed incomes, people on the public payroll, people on uh, Social Security and so forth, it's going to get worse. And I don't know how long it's no going to take to fix it. All right, Mike Lawler, LawlerforCongress.com, L-A-W-L-E-R for Congress.com. Mike, you're running a hell of a campaign. I hope your constituents bring somebody into Washington, D.C., who will truly focus on their interests. Any final words, my friend? Well, I appreciate the opportunity to speak to you and your listeners. And, you know, as, as I said, we can end uh, Nancy Pelosi's reign as Speaker. We can restore balance and common sense to every level of government. We just need everybody to come out and vote on November 8th. And we need their support. And if you want to support me, you can go to FireMaloney.com or LawlerForCongress.com. 
Thanks for having me, Mark. All right. Best of luck to you, my friend. In America, if he's winning on Election Day, that's going to be a big sign for the entire country, seriously. But more importantly, I'm bringing these candidates on to expose you to them so you can help them. But so you get out and vote. Vote. Get your family out to vote, your friends, as long as you know they're going to vote the right way. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in America with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, much, much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. My wife Julie and I decided it was time to add more flowering trees to our landscape, and Fast Growing Tree was a great resource for us. A large selection and no hassle ordering or shipping. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on selected plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code LEVIN at checkout. L-E-V-I-N. Now that's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using code LEVIN at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code L-E-V-I-N. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Please visit FastGrowingTrees.com for details. There's another important race. There's a lot of important races, but I can only handle so many at a time. And that's in Michigan. The incumbent is Representative Elisa Slotnick, who is endorsed by Liz Cheney. That should tell you plenty. And she's running against Tom Barrett, state senator. Tom Barrett, how are you, sir? Good, Mark. Thank you so much for having me on tonight. I appreciate it. Well, it's my pleasure. And, you know, Slotnick reminds me of about uh, 20 or so Democrats all over the country where she poses as this moderate, bipartisan, open-minded thinker, a little here, a little there. And she's not. She votes down the line left wing. Am I right about that? You are absolutely correct. And it's probably the biggest farce that you see is every one of these Democrats, when it gets tough, they go out and say that they're one thing. But then their voting record suggests something totally different. She told every voter that she was going to be an independent, moderate, uh, sensible voice in Congress. And she has voted 100 percent with Joe Biden and nearly 100 percent, like 98 or 99 percent with Nancy Pelosi. Her voting record is indistinguishable from any one of these left wing liberals in Congress. In fact, she has a more uh, certain voting record with Joe Biden and Pelosi than, you know, Rashida Tlaib and the rest of the squad does. Now, that's amazing. And yet she poses as a moderate. I'm guessing she gets a lot of free media attention, even some conservative media, but not a lot. Pretend that she's some kind of moderate just because they say they are doesn't make it so. Right. You're exactly right. In her voting record, like I said, I I tell people, I'm like, look at her actual voting record because she'll go out and say whatever she wants. In fact, Nancy Pelosi was just here in Michigan last week and and my opponent uh, was nowhere to be found because she wanted to pretend that she wasn't aligned with pelosi but her voting record is and and they asked nancy pelosi about that and 
Pelosi said, well, just go out and say whatever you need to say to get elected. Uh, so she gave them permission to go out and say whatever it takes. We need everybody's help, though, to get across the finish line. We've got just a week left to win this race. I'm a conservative. I have a conservative voting record in the Michigan State Senate, a background in the Army. I just retired this year after 22 years in the Army, deployed around the world. In fact, I deployed to Iraq as part of Dick Cheney's war there. And what do I have to show for it? Oh, my Lord. His daughter, Liz Cheney, coming here to endorse my opponent. Um, They want this perpetuation of this war hawk, war first America last posture that gets us into international conflicts. People can go to my website, TomBarrettForCongress.com. I could use all the help we can get because literally, Mark, the Democrats are spending more money in this district where I'm running than anywhere else in America. My race is now the most expensive in the country. Close to $30 million has already been spent. We've still got a week left to go. That is stunning. You must really be a threat to the Democrat Party and the establishment in Washington. We, we are. And, you know, I'm just a regular guy. I'm a dad with four kids. Joined the Army right out of high school. Had never even been on an airplane in my life. And you contrast that with my opponent who went to Ivy League schools. She went to the most elite private boarding school in Michigan. My school that I went to growing up, we would take field trips to her school because of all the amenities they have there. So I'm not of the pedigree that they are, and they feel threatened by that. I'm just a regular guy, an Army grunt. Had the adventure of my life uh, serving in the Army over the last 22 years. Like I said, I had never even been on an airplane when I joined. Took the first airplane ride of my life to basic training. And by the time I retired, they had taught me how to fly helicopters, and I had logged over 1,000 hours as a helicopter pilot. You can only do that in America, and they're threatened by that. It's why I'm running for Congress is to bring a voice to families like mine and the families that have had no voice in Congress. And like I said, people can learn more about me at TomBarrettForCongress.com. If they can send us a contribution, help us get over this finish line. They're spending a million dollars a week against me right now, and our polls are neck and neck. We just need a little more help to get this over the finish line. Tom Barrett for Congress.com. Tom, B-A-R-R-E-T-T for Congress. Uh, And, of course, I want to support you uh, very, very strongly because I think this will send a big message, and I think the people of your district – Deserve somebody who actually represents them and doesn't pretend to. Give us an idea of uh, what your district looks like, the different towns and so forth. Sure. So the central geographic city of where my district is located is Lansing, Michigan, our state capital. And then it has most of the surrounding communities and counties around that. Charlotte, Michigan, where I live, spelled like Charlotte. We pronounce it Charlotte here in Michigan. Uh, But other uh, surrounding small towns and rural communities, DeWitt, Owasso, St. John's, uh, Howell, Brighton, Lansing, Okemos, um, Mason, Michigan. These are all, uh, you know, vibrant small towns and uh, communities in Michigan. But I'll tell you, Lansing, our capital city, the central point of this district, rose as high as the ninth most dangerous city in America on the FBI ranking list. Another indicator of the failures of this administration and those that enable them, like Alyssa Slotkin, through unsecure border policies, failure to hold you know, prosecutors accountable who won't enforce the law. Alyssa Slack and my opponent co-sponsored the bill that allows criminals to make it easier for them to sue police officers like my younger brother. And those are just policies that are not making America safer. It's what we have to do to change the tide. America's on the wrong track. And really, you know, that's why I'm running is to put us back on the right path. I left my career in the Army to do this. And, you know, I'm fully committed to it because America is still worth saving. 
Now, the big issues are obviously the economy, uh, gasoline prices, inflation, and so forth, and crime. And as I see it, the Democrats broke what was working, and they have no intention of fixing it just by their own response. They blame everyone but themselves, or they pretend that they're different mm-hmm. than the, the rest of the party and so forth. Is that pretty much what's happening there? You're exactly right. And I ask people as I'm out and about, I say, you know, if the Democrats were trying to make it worse, what would they have done differently? Because everything they've done has brought us to this position that we're in now, where gas has more than doubled in price uh, just in the last two years, where crime is now surging, where the border is unsecure. I mean, this probably is the first administration ever to consciously unsecure our border and move us backward and make us less secure. The withdrawal of Afghanistan. I mean, I, I like I said, I committed 22 years of my life to the Army, and I really was motivated to run after watching that disastrous withdrawal where Joe Biden allowed the Taliban to be placed in charge of security for our troops. 13 Marines get killed. Dozens more get injured. And Alyssa Slotkin and Liz Cheney do nothing to hold the administration accountable on the Armed Services Committee. I think you'd be a fantastic member of the House of Representatives for the whole country. Tom Barrett, ladies and gentlemen, for Congress.com. Tom Barrett for Congress.com. Help him if you can, please, and vote early. Thanks for your for calling in, my friend. In a world of pathetic liberal potholes, he's a truck full of hot constitutional asphalt. Mark Levin. Call him now at 877-381-3811. Well, there were two great candidates who were breaking their backs trying to upset uh, incumbents. Mike Lawler, Lawler for Congress.com in the New York 17 Congressional District against Sean Patrick Maloney. That's a big deal. And uh, Tom Barrett, Tom Barrett for Congress.com going up against the fraud Elisa Slotnick, Michigan 7 Congressional District. Liz Cheney backs her. So I hope you'll turn out. These are phony moderates. Phony moderates. The guests we're going to have on the rest of the week, maybe more. It's the week before. Tomorrow we have uh, J.D. Vance and Leora Levy. J.D., you know, in Ohio. Leora Levy is running for the Senate in Connecticut against another phony fraud. Wednesday, we have Blake Masters and Adam Laxalt, two very, very close races, Arizona and Nevada. Thursday, we have Herschel Walker, Georgia, Tiffany Smiley, who's really putting in a big fight there in the state of Washington. And Friday, we have Lee Zeldin, uh, obviously New York, good man, and Don Bolduck, good man in New Hampshire. And... Um, a few more surprises in there. You know who we need to slip in here too, Mr. Producer? Is Shabaka one more time. To see what day she's available. And we'll continue to scan the campaigns. Now, folks, I don't normally have this many guests, as you well know. But if conservative talk radio is worth anything, it's times like this. It's times like this. I don't want to spend the rest of my time 
talking about how the Democrats are destroying America, although that might be the case for the rest of my time. We want to go on offense. We want to gain back a little bit of our liberty, even if it's inch by inch. And so I would be remiss. No, I'd be more. I'd be derelict if I didn't use the opportunity to present these candidates all over the country because this is the second biggest syndicated radio show in America, and I believe my audience is so committed, you folks out there, that it would be a damn shame if I didn't. Now, I'm announcing them in advance because I don't care if other hosts have them. I don't need exclusive interviews. I want us to be successful uh, come next week. We never did secure Carrie Lake. We gave it our best shot. She canceled twice for other shows and I can't fix that and so we we immediately went to people who uh, were very much, very much interested in getting the reach of this audience and the 14 and a half million listeners here's what people don't understand and I've, you do folks I have a Fox show it's the number one Fox show Sunday prime time every Sunday night we're up against football we're up against the World Series, we're up against it, just like this show. This show, 6 to 9, we're up against the World Series, we're up against football, we're up against bed, we're up against everything. The other hosts do a great job, but they're not. I am. And so, I am so blessed to have you out there because you've decided this is important to you. And even if you go do other things, you're going to pick it up on the podcast. But I just told you about New York, what we do. Up against sports, right in the teeth of it. Up against dinner time. Up against people winding down. And up against WOR, which is a great station. But uh, just that the my time slot is the, is the slot that kills really all comers, to be perfectly honest with you. Because of you, not because of me. So it's very important we're going to have all these folks on uh, who want to be on, who want to be heard across the country as well as in their own states. And we want to do everything we can to help them. I want you to think for a second. What if we find out on Election Day or shortly thereafter that these people have won their offices? That they're running for? Take Lee Zeldin in New York. New York's a big state. New York is a crucially important state. Whether people outside of New York think it or not, it is. It's the financial center of the world. The enemy hit New York City. They did it for a reason. This has to be a revolution to the counter-revolution. That is, we embrace the American founding and we're up against these American Marxists. They come in different degrees and different sizes and all the rest. But if we win back the governorship of New York, that is a big, big deal. And you've got a fantastic candidate in Lee Zeldin. Tremendous. J.D. Vance. You know I was hostile to him. I've come to know this guy. Know this guy. He's a good guy. He's a good guy. And I think he'd be a terrific senator. And he's running against a complete fraud, this guy... Tim Ryan, do you know this guy, Tim Ryan, one of his confidants and main supporters and campaigners is this guy, Steve Schmidt, 
who you've seen on MSNBC making anti-Semitic comments about me. He was one of the founders, I believe, of the Lincoln Project, and that turned out to be a very corrupt operation and so forth. He's relying on Steve Schmidt. But that just tells you. That tells that Tim Ryan is a fraud. He's a Washington looped-in fraud with guys like Schmidt. Fans would be fantastic. Leora Levy. She would be unbelievable. An unbelievable senator from Connecticut. It's time to shake things up, Connecticut. We've got that idiot there who pretends to have been a Vietnam combat veteran. And of course, it turned out to be a lie. But nobody seemed to care. Well, you ought to care. He's contributed to every negative thing that's happening to this country right now. Every negative thing. In Arizona, Blake Masters wasn't my first choice, but he is now. Again, the more you know this guy, the more you hear from him, the more you realize he's going to be a fighter. Adam Laxalt, I've known him a long time, I've known his family. There's no better for Nevada. No better. Your current Democrat is a radical. She follows the party line. She doesn't go back to Nevada. She doesn't care about Nevada. She does what she's told to do because she likes being called senator. Get somebody in there who's going to fight for your state. Adam Laxall. We're going to have Herschel Walker on. They've thrown everything more than the kitchen sink. More than the kitchen sink at Herschel Walker. But his opponent is a radical kook, a Marxist. He's a slum landlord. He's been throwing tenants out of, their, out of their apartments, almost all of whom are black, over $28 a month. 28 bucks. Meanwhile, his church is subsidizing his, his Senate salary with about $7,500 a month in expenses in addition to another salary. That's Warnock. That's the uh, Joe Scarborough candidate. He loves Warnock, just so you know. And, of course, Warnock's been accused of wife abuse. Tiffany Smiley, Washington State. What a massive upset that would be. People in Washington State are sick of what's happened to their state. They are sick of what's happened in Seattle. They have feckless, quote-unquote, political leadership there. They've had one-party rule. I remember when Washington State had two Republican senators, one of whom was actually pretty good. Now they have a chance. Tiffany Smiley, citizen candidate, whose husband served in the military and is handicapped as a result. What a fantastic, fantastic senator she would be. And in New Hampshire, you got a retired general, Don Bolduck. They've even tried to turn him into something he's not. Wouldn't it be nice to have a retired general who actually believes in America, who's a conservative, who's a patriot, in the United States Senate? His opponent, Hassan, just another political hack, a lifelong political hack. And that's pretty much what you see with all the opponents 
of these candidates. These are citizen candidates. Vance, Levy, Masters, Laxalt, Walker, Smiley, Zeldin. Look at his background. And Bullduck. And then we have these house races we've talked about. All very, very important. Northern Virginia. You have a fantastic candidate who's running. The Democrat is a radical lib. Other parts of the country, too. Northern New Jersey. You have a fantastic candidate. You've got a phony Democrat running as a moderate. You just met two candidates tonight. New York, Mike Lawler. Michigan, Tom Barrett. These are great candidates. And there have been others. Hung Chow is Northern Virginia. Very, very important race. And I could go through them all, but it's important that we use this format not just to regurgitate what prior hosts have said or anything of that sort, but for good. And God knows it's good right now that we're using it for. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Yes, Lee Vega, we had her on the program running in Virginia. Fantastic candidate, America. Catalina Loft, we've had her on the program. Terrific. Jim Schultz, running for Attorney General in Minnesota against Keith X. Great candidate. Ted Budd, North Carolina. Great candidate. Uh, we had Mike Henry on. He's running for Attorney General, and there's an update there. Letitia James has officially declined to debate Mike Henry for Attorney General race in New York. Her record is so lousy. She's such a radical fraud commie. That's right. You want a real attorney general vote for Michael Henry. No question about it. Real quickly, oil companies. Joe Biden says they're gouging. I heard Neil Cavuto say this earlier today, and I went and looked it up, and he's right. Can you show me one instance in which an oil company was found to be gouging any of the big oil companies by the Department of Justice or the Federal Trade Commission or any court? Not one. Not one of the majors. And yet Joe Biden says it. Can you show me any evidence, as of now, linking the would-be killer of Paul Pelosi to January 6th? Obama's named in one of his texts, Mr. Producer. That's the only name I've seen. And I look at the breaks. His crazy-ass texts and so forth. That's what I saw. And his neighbors, who know who he is, say he's a homeless guy, he's a druggie. We know he's an illegal alien. And these are the people that San Francisco attracts, unfortunately, because it's not a law and order city. Not due to the people, due to the politicians. And they do not deport people. They do not work with ICE because they're a sanctuary city. And so you have 
just horrific lawlessness there, as you do in L.A. and some of these other cities. And Newsom wants to be president. He's the governor. He can do something about it. He does nothing about it. Not a thing. Kamala Harris is the vice president. She's from California. What is she doing? Nothing. Not a thing. No, it's not on the Republicans. If anything, the Democrats and their and they're soft on crime, soft on recidivism, uh, creates an environment in these cities that is just frightening. And you know that. That's why you're going to vote a lot of them out of office, hopefully. Hopefully. So these oil companies, they average 6.2% profit. Some years they have negative 50-some-odd percent. It's a very volatile market. And Joe Biden throws out absolute numbers. Did you know that Exxon made like $50 billion or whatever it is? But what was their profit? The Democrats, folks, listen, we've talked about this. They have to lie. Because their ideology is irrational. And the outcomes when they impose their irrational policies are impoverishment, violence, racism. All right, folks, if you haven't voted, tomorrow's the day. Don't wait. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, emergency personnel, our truckers. God bless you. And every one of you who votes and gets somebody else to vote, we are indebted to you. God bless you. Let's save the country. I'll see you tomorrow.